Randomme, a show where we discuss anime at random, but for once, we have new shows. I'm Rosenthorn, and I'm joined by Astra. Hi. By Gomer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And by Ethan. Hey there. And normally, we would be starting with Off-Air Ronmon, or Orlando Rocket, or something else, but today, we have a new show. It's Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. Episode 1, yes. Cruelty. Fuck yes! I am so excited. Ah, yes. Uh, so my next pick, of course, opens up with the continued theme of family death in the first episode. Yeah, that was weird! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, before I, we I get into it... A funny coincidence. Oh, yeah. Before oh. we get into it, some brief uh, background info. Based on the Shonen Jump manga by uh, Kuhara Gotoge... Done by Studio Ufotable, who are most known for uh, doing uh, the Fate series. The good ones, not the not the meme one. Uh, first episode released April 6th, 2019. Yeah. And a fun fact. I think it was, oh, oh go ahead. I was going to say, I think the manga actually finished up, what was it, last year too? Uh, a, couple, a few months ago, yeah. Or yeah. Was, I think yeah. when we started watching it, so about, a, about six months ago, maybe a year ago. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact, this series is such a monster hit that the first Demon Slayer filler arc movie, Mugen Train, released in theaters during the pandemic and still became the most successful movie in Japanese cinema history, beating out motherfucking Spirited Away. God damn. And this show is actually good enough to warrant that hype. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get the fuck into it. Uh, any... Or does anyone have any notes before we uh, dive in? Um, I will say when I when we initially were watching it at the time, I was either on the road more often or just half paying attention. So the first like the first bunch of episodes is the first time I'm seeing like you know and giving my full attention to. Yeah, like, I think I think you were on the road. Yeah, so so it's definitely a thing, and it's definitely my first time seeing it dubbed. Yes, I had not I had not watched the dub either. Just because yeah. uh, when when we started watching it, the dub was not available. Yeah. Because uh, so, I think so it was it was airing on Toonami at the time. Yeah, yeah, they had like the Aniplex dub, but now it's like available on Funimation. Thank God. And mm-hmm. Netflix. So uh, I always recommend people who listen to the podcast watch along with us. This is the super easy one to watch along with us if you have Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so... We open on a snowy night in early 1900s Japan, where our main ca- character, Tanjiro Kamado, chopping wood to make money, uh... Oh, excuse me. That's jumping the gun. We open with our main character, Tanjiro Kamado, carrying his bleeding sister through the snow. Bit of a difference there. Yeah, just a little bit. I love how he's chopping wood that was jumping the gun. <laughs> yep, that's Tanjiro. You're probably asking, how did we get here? Uh, yeah... We cut to before that incident with Tanjiro chopping wood to make money so he can celebrate New Year's with his family. Spoiler, but all but one of his family won't make it past the 10-minute mark. Yeah. I kind of wonder, like, how come, like, Tanjiro has slightly tanner skin than everybody else? Um, because he's, he's the one providing for the family, so he's working in the sun more. Yeah, yeah fair enough. What I would think, yeah. Because uh, their dad is I... dead of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and plus, like, he's going down, like, down the mountain all the time and everything, so it would just make more sense that, like, he's out, like, in the sun versus, like, the rest of his family, I think. 
Yeah, that's fair. At one point, I did kind of like it's just like you know, like Tondro has his like I want to say it's like the pistachio checkerboard pattern, but like all of his family members have like a checkerboard pattern on them in like different colors. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Astra, did you notice the most distinctive thing about Tanjiro's uh, but like above the above the neck? Uh, his scar? No. Close, but oh. no. His Hanafuda earrings. Yep. Oh. And considering the time frame this takes place, I can call him Nintendo Boy, and it would actually fit. Yeah, because... For those uh, who don't know, Nintendo was started back in, I think it was 1889, and they initially were selling Hanafuda cards. Hanafuda cards. How the fuck you pronounce it? Hanafuda. You were were at the first time. Thank you. Okay. I think it's funny now that we have, like, three different series, all of which take place at a certain time period in Japan. This is, like, now 1920s Japan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, goddamn! I'm looking at it now. Yeah, those sure are Hanafuda cards. I didn't even realize. What was great was uh, yeah. Becky did an amazing Photoshop of changing them to those uh, Mario Hanafuda cards. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is fun is that if you look up Hanafuda earrings, it's the same exact ones. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. A bunch of people have like made them like on Etsy and everything. Yes. Um. So let's talk dub, since this is Gomer Ethan. Mm-hmm. Gomer's in my first time watching the dub. Ethan may have. I don't know. I thought a couple episodes of the dub. I know some of the voices from later on when it got announced. Same, yeah. Uh, I'll have, like, opinions on them when it gets to them. Yep. But for uh, what they are, like, it's, it's, a, it's a good dub. Yes, for now, uh, Zach Aguilar, between Tanjiro, Byleth, and Koki- and not Kokichi, Koichi, there's a difference, die, 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 die. is becoming one of the big names for protagonists in the anime. Yes, Koichi is just as much a protagonist as Josuke in Part 4, but we'll get to that eventually. Yes. Kie, the common uh, mother, is played by Dorothy Fawn, who was, of course, Sayaka Maizono and uh, Chihiro Fujisaki in DR1. Hmm. Hanako is played by Ryan uh, Bartley, a.k.a. the new voice of Rei Ayanami from uh, Evangelion. Shigeru is uh, Jessica, Jessica DeCoco, who mostly does Western animation roles, including the majority of the characters in The Loud House. Taiko hmm. is played by Michelle Ruff who has many iconic roles, including Chi-Chi, Yoko Lintner, Crimson Viper, Cream the Rabbit. Oh, yeah, and motherfucking Fujiko Mine. Yep. Yep. And finally, Rotka is played by, uh, I I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Felice Sampler, who's played Mimi from Digimon, Taokaka from Blaze Blue, Sun Goten, but most dear to my heart, she was beauty in Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo. Oh god! Now all I'm thinking is just the yellow de- yellow double fight from uh, Mega Man Powered Up. Boomo, 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 boomo! God damn! Uh, wow, they don't even hide how fucking two days from retirement th- this family is. Nope. Yeah. You guys just have the notes. Sweet music, loving family. They did. Yeah. Yep. 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 Like they don't try and hide it in the slightest. Uh. The only way they could have made it more obvious is if they were playing Sarah Silverman's You're Gonna Die Soon, You're Gonna... Yeah. Uh, If they gave the mom the, like, side low ponytail. uh... (laughs) Yes! Oh, God. Too obvious. She she, she had her hair up the whole time. She takes her hair down, it's just like the side... You you just see Tantro. God damn it, Mom. They can't can't show pictures of their families because they are their families. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have Nesco. Uh... Here's our second main character, and I gotta say something. No, hmm? Nezuko is not a waifu. Mainly because she's 14. Stop it. That's gross. Yeah. I turned into Michael Jordan there. Stop it. 
Get some help. <laughs> but what uh, if we're also 14? We don't care. We're, we're pandering to an older audience here. Yes. This is an 18 plus podcast. We're, uh, we're, we're if you're, if you're under 18, don't be. Yeah, no, this is a, <laughs> this is Marcus explicit in, in, on iTunes. We're good. And this stream yeah. is meant for mature audiences only. Uh, Jeff Thu had a great term for this in discussing a different waifu in the show. Who is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, a daughteru. No. You just want to protect and make sure they're okay. Oh, there yeah. You go. yeah. That is absolutely Nesco. That is 100%. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> By the way, Tanjiro has super smell. That Surprisingly, this is very important to the plot. Yeah. <laughs> I have snoof! Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that wasn't uh, like it's just casually dropped. Apparently, like Tanjiro like can like smell real good or something. Yeah, he has super smell. Yeah, like he smells the broken bowl and just like yeah, a cat did it and just like how do you know? Like how do you know like a cat didn't just walk by it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Tanjiro is like Bell in the opening scene of Beauty and the Beast when he goes to town. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think this one they actually like him, and they're not like, "Boy, he's sure weird." It's more like, "Hey, can I get some car- charcoal, Tanjiro? Can you please help me out?" I'm just thinking, "Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, like one of the background characters was like, "Hey, thanks for fixing my like door the other day too." Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. So, like, I think it's kind of insinuated that like he's helped around like the village a lot too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tanjiro is a good boy. Yes. Yeah. So he. he uh, Goes to town, sells his charcoal, and on his way back, he is uh, met by a uh, by a villager named Saburo, who's played by Jake Eberly, who is also Rodrigue in Three Houses, Sendak in Voltron, and Miyagi in Megalobox. Hmm. Uh, so he goes like this guy lets him in. He's like, uh, "You got you gotta stay at, stay gone at night, like stay inside at night, otherwise demons show up." And uh, Tanjiro thinks to himself, there are no demons. And I just put the, the Cena popping out of the green screen meme. Are you sure about that? <laughs> are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we all know what's happening here. Tanjiro comes back the next morning to find his entire family slaughtered. That is the platonic ideal of that Donald, Donald Glover pizza gif. Yeah. I, I joke because it's the f- uh, fifth time I've seen this scene. But holy shit, it's still effective. Like, the yeah. animation's great. Zach Aguilar's great delivery. You, I think it's just, like, it's so brutally handled. Yeah, he's just fucking broken. I mean, like, most of the time with those series like that, they'd have, like, like you just see, like, a hand on the ground and blood splattered on the wall. But you see the body. You see the lifeless eyes, and it's just, it just hits you like a freight train. Yeah. Astro, oh, your thoughts? Yeah. Uh... I have a couple of things. A lot of like my notes for that one were like uh recap stuff just like describing the episode. Yeah. Uh and like the the dude like invited him into the house and was like, you know, like the demons and then like Tanjiro was like, Oh, there's no demons and I'm like, Oh, you don't know the name of the show. Yeah. You didn't see the title. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oops. It's not charcoal salesman, it's demon it's slayer. Not charcoal salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to watch uh, an anime there called Charcoal Salesman. <laughs> oh God! How would Japan make an anime based on that? It's like, just it's a side plot like, Fire Force. There you go. Oh, Fire Force is another one we might get to eventually. Uh, yeah, there you go. And we are back to where we were in the opening. Nezko being the only one still alive. Well, kind of. Surprise! Nezko's a demon. 
The difference between fully dead and almost dead. Yep. Turns out mm -hmm. Nezuko's blood mixed in with the demon blood, and now demons. Uh, and thus, <laughs> and she accidentally, or not accidentally, she uh, like wrenches back while on Tanjiro's back and throws them both off a cliff, beginning the trend of Tanjiro getting the absolute fuck beaten out of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not a shonen protagonist that that doesn't take any damage. He gets fucking annihilated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, several fights he goes into with, like, at least five broken ribs. Even Deku would tell him to calm down a little bit. Deku had a healing factor uh, ally. Tanjiro ain't got shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, part of Nezuko's demon powers is the ability to grow and shrink, both for plot convenience and battle purposes. And merchandising. And merchandising, which we will get to. Yeah. So ends the tragic fate of... Tanjiro. Or so you'd think. If you didn't know a thing about merchandising, hit it! Uh, oh, Nezuko's still in there after all, that's nice. <laughs> and there goes Tanjiro's long hair. He will lose his long hair a lot during this series. Uh, meet... Gyu Tomioka, played by Johnny Young Bosch. We won't get to Bryce Pappenbrook for like 10 more episodes, but this is another show that proves my theory. Hajime and Nagito are chained at the fucking hip. <laughs> <laughs> I have it written down. Damn it, Ichigo, these are demons, not hollows. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Gyu is going to be like one of the main mentor figures for, uh, for Tanjiro. Not the yeah. mentor figure. We'll get to him next episode. But, uh... <laughs> uh, where was I? I kind of lost my place. Oh, that's how the man-eating monsters multiply. Nice alliteration. Mm -hmm. uh, ta mm -hmm. Tanjiro protects Nezuko at literally all costs, even his own life, and I love that. Yes. The little bit where uh, he throws the rock and the axe like simultaneously. Yeah, is so smart, and I love that a lot. Yeah, the like. <laughs> The fights in this show are some of the best I've ever fucking seen, especially mm -hmm. one, like, uh, 15 episodes from now, but we'll, obviously we'll get to that. Just, God, so good. So good. Uh, I think... Oh my God, sorry. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I was watching this without my headphones, and Casey walks by and says, all I hear is Hajime. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's the part where he's like... Uh, if I had gotten here sooner, this wouldn't have happened. And I'm just thinking the bit from The Simpsons where uh, Marge and that doctor are rushing to stop the monorail, and it's already gone. And he's like, I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Gyu's philosophy is my own. Uh, instead of dwelling in misery over what went wrong for all time, you take the time to heal, then you take revenge on the motherfuckers responsible however you can, even if that's just surviving. There you go. Yeah, I really like that message. Honestly, yeah, it was yeah, a really well done good. line, and like, like you can hear, like this is a line that came from like experience and suffering. It's just like enough dwelling in sorrow and misery. Just fight on. Yeah, he's seen mm -hmm. some shit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the animation in the show is goddamn amazing. Oh, it's very pretty. Totally. I was wondering, like, I, it looked to me like there's some moments where they used like 3D animation for stuff. A tiny bit, like uh, it, it's really in the the like super powered attacks later on. That, yeah. yeah, but it, you you don't notice it. It blends amazingly. It's so good. I just noticed it because like I watched B Stars. Oh yeah. Uh, like when that came out. Uh, 
still waiting on the second season. Uh, July. July. Or rather, it's coming out in Japan now, but we'll probably get it from Netflix jail in July. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, like, I remember, like, watching through that and, like, just kind of noticing, like, some of the minor things, uh, like, that they... Just, like, quirks of 3D animation, not bad things, just, like... Yeah, just things. Like, identifiers, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, But, yeah. Like, later on, in, like, later fights, uh, the animation rivals, like, a Studio Ghibli project. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just in terms of fluidity and literal flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I fucking love that Nezuko is not a damsel in distress or an object of shame. She can fight back, arguably better than Tanjiro can. Yeah. Like, especially next episode. Because one of the funniest moments is something she does next episode. <laughs> you know the moment I'm talking about, right? Go over yes. Yeah. Spoiler for those who haven't. Yeah, we will get there. Uh, for now, judo chop! Like, <laughs> it's, it's like an 80s movie. Nesco gets fucking chopped in the back of the neck and is out. Yep. It was really cool. I just, I... I really liked it, uh, like, a lot. Uh, there's two points where you can see, like, Nezuko, like, kind of peeking through, like, with the demon stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's the obvious one where she protects Tanjiro. Uh, but, like, the first one is when she's, like, she starts to cry, like, when she's, like, essentially trying to eat her brother. Yeah. And it's so, so, so good. Yeah, just uh, great stuff. Uh, yeah. And then we introduce what is essentially a literal pacifier. Yeah. It's explained later, but it's essentially just a mouth guard that will allow uh, allow Nezuko to keep the demon side from coming out. While still retaining her no, demon that's... powers. Funky. Yep. Uh, I just, like, it almost looks to me like this dude, like, was already carrying, like, a piece of bamboo with him. Hmm. Uh... And then, like, tied, like, whatever parts of, like, his, like, cloth that he has. Just shoves it in her mouth there. Problem solved. Once and for all. Yeah. But once and for all! Uh, the, the episode ends with uh, Gyu sending Tanjiro and the newly secured Nezuko on their way to, te- to a person who can teach them how to fix this. Dear God, I fucking love this show so much. I think this episode was a really good, like, setup for it. Just, like, explaining, like, the universe, getting us invested in the characters, and just kind of, like, building up enough mystery to just see how far we can get the plot forward. Heck, even Gyo himself is kind of, like, he's almost like a measuring stick character, like, freaking uh, Zero in Mega Man X. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, a mentor figure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then we get the opening, which may be the hardest slapping intro I've ever fucking seen. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> like, Garenge by Lisa is a fucking amazing theme. And, in fact, I wrote, I took, I told, I told this to the group earlier, but I think it's time. Taz, say hello to the new theme of the podcast. Because <laughs> as good as the Persona Q theme is, I think it, we should have something that we've talked about. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's a really really good opener. Yeah. Uh, let's. Or anything else we want to say about the show? Uh, I know. Like, I really appreciated that. Like, it doesn't like handhold you when introducing the world. Uh, 
it does a lot in a very like short amount of time. Yeah. Did you notice in the background the telephone poles? I did. Mm-hmm. I love they included that because it shows that it's not like a like a feudal Japan era time. It's just it's like turn of the century essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a really good like world building kind of set piece. Uh, yeah. Environmental storytelling. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just I oh, man, it was really good. Do we uh, want to move on to uh, Apare? Yes, let's do that. Uh, Apare Ramon, episode eight, heavy rain. Uh, please tell me David Cage is nowhere to be seen. As far <laughs> as I know, I had the same thought. <laughs> So, I will say, I'm glad I put the two best shows sandwiched between the worst one, which we will talk about later. Yeah, that definitely helped a lot. Yeah, like, that and the new Plinketto, I I watched the opening for for a pick-me-up. My first note is, don't leave the fries! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first note that I have, because this was, like, the first thing I watched, like, after I took a little bit of time for myself, uh... Was thank God for Operator Ranman. It's yeah. like coming home and seeing your pet after a long day at work. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, my first note they have written down is a uh, uh, Kosame is me whenever I drive someone else's car. Oh, like, God. Okay. oh God! Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. yeah. Okay, I, uh, so it was reminding me vividly. Uh, so I don't have my license yet, but I do know how to drive. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple years ago, like, I, I was telling my friend, like, you know, like, I know how to drive, but, like, I haven't gotten to really drive in a while because I don't have my license yet. Uh, that friend owns a Mustang. Oh. And he said, here, oh. you can drive mine. And I said, huh? That uh, was a bad idea. <laughs> and we went to uh, some, like, back roads. Like, it, Michigan's a weird state. You can go, like, left for a couple of miles and you'll end up in, like, the countryside. Hmm. It, and then, like, right for a couple of miles, and then you're in the city. It's really weird. Um, yeah, my uh, my brother went to Michigan State, so I, I yeah. at least been there. <laughs> uh, but like we we went off to like this, like secluded area, uh, back roads, and he was like, "Okay, get in the driver's seat." And I was like, "Uh, uh," and just watching Kosame struggle so hardly to drive the the steam gas engine car. Like, did uh, anyone see Muppets from Space? It's objectively it's the worst of the big Muppets movies, but one one bit that always sticks with me is the giant bear puppet. Uh, huh. Just trying to drive, uh, like, trying to floor it on the freeway, but he's doing, like, 30 miles an hour. <laughs> Go around! <laughs> that is not a good movie, but it has it has some good moments. Uh, yeah. Way better than Muppets Wizard of Oz, though, but this is not a Muppet cast. Uh, <laughs> Mupcast. Oh god. Uh, yeah. So we open on Tanjiro or not Tan Tan Operate. They they have similar outfits. Uh, <laughs> we open on Operate falling asleep while fixing the car and eating fries. A- aside from the car fixing, that's a mood. Uh, yeah. And then oh, Kosume is driving. Oh no. And then what the fuck? Because <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Once once they finally get on the road, they stumble upon a fucking murder spree. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. a bunch of the no-name... Yeah, uh, from... Sorry. That's fine. 
Oh, uh, my notes go from being like, oh man, I'm so happy to be watching Opera on Man. Oh god, people are dead. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> like, there's like five cars splayed on the road and a bunch of no-name people we don't, we've, uh, we've never met that are just fucking dead. Yeah. Ooh, that's some whiplash. My next note is Richard's alive. He caused this. I still. Yeah, it's my next note is also I'm a, I'm suspicious of the lone survivor guy Richard Reisman. Yep. Yeah. I've been suspicious same. of him since he fucking showed up. Yeah. Roll an uh, inside check like, on that. Specifically, like in this situation, mm. I was like, hmm. Yep. Ooh, an old West Town. I have it written down here where they get in there. We don't like cosplayers in these parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Uh, uh, I love the bartender already. Yes. Uh, she was, my first she was great. when I saw her was MILF. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I concur. <laughs> I, uh, I wish she would become yes. a recurring character, but alas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Opera has mind bullets. That's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> There's a bit where they're loading up on weapons and Al pulls out a fucking gun and <laughs> Opera in response points to his head and says, this is my weapon. Yeah, I would just laugh no if it just turned into scanners. But here's the thing, I just realized he's not talking about his brain. He's talking about the fucking net gun he has in his hair. Yeah. I didn't even yeah, catch that. Good. That's awesome. It's a really, really good setup. Uh, it's also just in line with his character to be like, oh, like, my mind is my strongest asset. Or yeah, it made total yeah. sense. And it, they still swerved me. And it was great. It's so good. So, uh, Kosume, Hototo, and Jelan uh, get sh- surrounded by five dudes with the snake tattoo. And then Al, uh, <laughs> Al runs, runs charging in and was like, Al, that was incredibly stupid. And, oh, shit, it's Gil! <laughs> it turns out Gil's the sheriff, and he's a super racist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does say, like... Like, he, I think specifically he says, like, if I were Gil, ah. uh, then I wouldn't care. Yeah, because, spoiler, about, he's like, not Gil. Your... Well, it's like, yeah. if if I were Gil, you wouldn't be making it out of here. I and then, yeah. and then he's like, fine, let's try and kill him. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, we finally get Kosume's backstory for, in full, and wow, that is traumatizing. He was walking home with his mom from school, and out of fucking nowhere, some random samurai slashes her in the back and runs. Yeah. What the? Why? It's, uh, we've got the story like on his mom now. I'm waiting to see, because I think it was his dad that was shot. Hmm. Uh... Just going off from what I remember from the other episode where he had the flashbacks, uh, and like I'm, I'm interested like what the situation with that one is if we ever do get to it. You mean with Hotel? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, cause like they were like in that alleyway and it was when Dylan came and saved them. Cause I oh, think yeah. like someone pulled out a gun there and he froze up and it showed like something similar. <laughs> no, Billy, that is not how they test new swords. <laughs> oh god <laughs> you give good, good advice bartender lady yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm just gonna say it's like 
knowing Kosumi's backstory, I'm, I'm, my brain is the kind that sits there. You know, he's still going on about it, and and it's like, what is the sensitive? What is a sensitive way of saying, dude? You were nine. You couldn't have done anything. It's not your goddamn fault. <laughs> you know. Um, but then Incept's bartender is like, yeah, you just kid. You, you it wasn't your fault. You just gotta. You just gotta it's get past it. This is well, I'm trying to go de- for southern. I'm trying to go for Denver. southern western. Nevada, I think. Yeah, they, they, this part they were still in Nevada. Oh yeah, but st- that's even more so. That's not. That's not southern. Or I'm trying to go western. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. It's, you're failing. You went <laughs> south, young man. Yeah. Well, it's technically southwest. You went uh-huh. too far south. Not enough west. You're about <laughs> as southwest as Alabama. Oh. Anyway, uh, my next note notes are all in all caps. God, this show is great. Fuck yes, because Kosume is like, uh, they do a, sh- a fucking spaghetti western shot of uh, Kosume coming from, f- emerging from the fucking dust cloud against five guys with guns, and he has a goddamn sword. Brings and here's sword how this goes. Fight. For one, he grabs his sword, and he- it cuts to the flashback of of his mom getting slain, and then... He changes the flashback. He protects her. And then he cuts a fucking gun in half. Yep. And then he can predict bullets. And then a hone-to-toe with the Superman punch. Kosume (laughs) fucking rules. He sliced a bullet in half. Yes. And oh my fucking god, he had a super move. He had a super move. (laughs) With kanji flashes and everything. With the kanji and everything! This show's awesome! (laughs) And then we cut to Denver, Colorado, where everyone else is. And it's like, oh, uh, the Bad Brothers fixed their car. And then uh, Richard is talking to some guy, and he calls him Gil. I'm just like, I fucking called it! Gil was Richard the entire time! Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And going into this week's episode, I was worried that Operator Amon would get over, would get uh, overshadowed by Demon Slayer. God damn! This this episode brought their A game. Like holy fuck! Oh, absolutely. I I'm oh, still yeah. debating which was the better episode this week. Yeah, mm. my my uh my notes go oh close to my poor dear. I do like that he's getting his own development episode, and then all caps, bro. The sword cut a gun. Have at you. Yeah, and then you. Uh, and that's the rest of my notes on that. Yeah. This show <laughs> fucking rules. Please watch it. So good. I, I just, I also want to take a moment to appreciate the fact that Opera apparently has so much, has has just like a lot of faith in Kosame. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, well, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And Opera's like, yeah, just wait. But what do we do now? <laughs> we wait. Yep. Because he, he knows yeah. Kosame. He's known him this entire time. And he knows yep. how he fucking works. It's it's super like heartwarming, uh, just seeing like Alpha being like, no, he's not gonna leave us behind. He cares yeah. too much about us. Like he wouldn't yeah. do that. It's just a, uh, I love it. It's such a good show. So good. Uh, do we want to move on to Oda Rocket? Yeah, I think so. All right, right. I'm good. Oda Rocket episode eight. Love, murder, he does it all! Jumping right back into it with I a shorter... Do, run- oh, good. I do like the uh, the episode title for this one. It, it, <laughs> I just think it slices, it dices. Like Kosume. 
There you go. <laughs> um, uh, the, by the way, the raid message is going to be watch Operator Ronmon. Okay. <laughs> uh, jumping right back into it with a shorter recap than, than usual this time. <laughs> My first note is get down. Anyone remember that, or am I going crazy? Yeah. Huh. Taz, feel free to cut that in if you want. It's, it's like, uh, 2007 memes. Uh, what the fuck with the claw and the guy and what? <laughs> help, help me out here. What's the guy's name that I'm talking about? Uh, Akai. Akai fucking stabs a guy in the... Or stabs a woman, a woman in the gut. He's probably stabbed uh, guys too, but... In this case... Stabs a woman in the fucking gut and probably kills her baby off screen. Yeah. Like, like he yeah. leaves it there, and I'm just like, when did this turn into a Tales from the Crypt episode? Like, he uh, he, he uses a like, cartoonishly huge claw. Yeah, I, I saw the stab, and I also like, there's also like the, I think he up, not only did the uh, gut, but also the neck, too. Because mm-hmm. you, because as he's was... taking the blood from the woman and putting it into the, the, this this bottle, there's the there's the thing there. Like holy shit, dude! You were an it's... asshole before, but holy fuck, dude! Yeah, have... he stabs her in the stomach first, uh, and then he slits her throat once she falls. Yeah. Yep. I have an amazing uh, anime update. Y'all have heard of Hajime no Ippo? Mm-hmm. I have not personally. It's a no. very famous boxing anime. Ah. Mm. Uh. And the owner, or the not the owner, the author, just started his own gym. Ooh. Nice. That, that's fucking awesome. That is. Damn. Uh, yeah, I would recommend we watch Hajime no Ippo, but it's like 50 years long. Oh, like, it's been going for decades. It's so... it, The manga, anyway. The an, There have yeah. been several anime adaptations, but... Uh, yeah, it's some very brown blood. Mm. Like, it congealed real quick. Yeah. I kind of blame the lighting, because I think that same blood was a little redder later. Yeah. Yeah. Was she bleeding gravy? <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very brownish. Yeah. Uh... Just... Bleed her out for your biscuits. There you go. The dumbest thing. I, as soon as she gets, she just like she hits the ground and the life drains from her eyes. You just hear gravy. <laughs> and then Eddie. Oh no. Oh god. Okay. Um... Oh lord. Um... You can't be picky when it comes to fl- to fresh blood. I wrote that because turns out Akai is fucking the bl- the uh, the blue sky beast. Yep. I don't yeah. know if she's that she's like fucking, but it's more just like like hey, a woman actually has interest in me. Oh also, no, they they do the pan away. Stay fucking. They like, she does at least kiss him and yeah. I think it's implied. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or he just himself he immediately. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh hey, hey listeners, uh can you vote? Yeah, this again. Mature audiences only. Yeah. This is rated explicit for a reason. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, any, of you, any of you seen Archer? I haven't, uh, but I think I've seen some memes around from it, yeah. I, I'm reminded of a, a twist on uh, one of my favorite quotes from that show. 
You can't put a, a price on good alien pussy. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and my next note is, God, this, show, this show's tone is weird. Well, it goes from just, like, wacky comedy slapdick to just murder. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah, it's, uh, my two notes, uh, because I didn't have much to say because I was so drained at yeah, this point. Yeah, uh, yeah was uh a cab is all i have to say uh yeah and i'll bring up the other one once we get to it because yep. it's a little bit later in the episode yeah. uh why is he sh why is she suddenly in shibari yeah like that was did anyone else notice that that was weird i mm -hmm. i haven't i have written down no king shame but what yeah like yeah no king shame <laughs> in like fucking in uh public I, yeah. Time and place, man. D Darla the Bard put it best. Your right, your right to ex your freedom of expression ends when it hits my eye. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. Uh. Oh God! What ripped out of her back? Yeah, that was oh. Oh. oh I was that... eating when I watched that. That reminds idea. me of a certain scene from a certain series. I don't think everybody's seen the ending to yet. Um, just, okay. Except the implications are a, a hell of a lot worse because it wasn't, because this is not a hero we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was so, like, just visceral and just, it sucks. Yeah. And and you'd think when they when they got to a shot of her back, you know, you'd you'd think, oh, the back's gonna be all fucked up. No, the back is fine. Yeah. Bizarre it's alien biology. A, it's like just a hole the size of a dinner plate, even though this thing pops out. It's like the size of like a werewolf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like easily like nine feet tall. Did this episode have a different different director? I actually don't know, and it it would explain the complete shift in tone. Well, this was like a more serious episode, but like it still shifts in tone from episode to episode. It definitely yeah. does, yeah. I think this series was directed by the person that did Full Metal Alchemist. Yep, Shoakawa. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Not Brotherhood, though, right? No, no uh, yeah. not that I know yeah. of. The original one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Ooh, Electro Whip. And a transformation sequence. Complete with, uh, yeah. complete with, uh, obligatory obscured nudity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, my other note was the proper, proper magical girl transformation was nice. Yes. Y'all wanted to see Sora naked, just sick fucks, here you go. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I was sick fucks because I don't know how old yeah. she's supposed to be portrayed as. Hence why, so. hence why, I think she's, I think she's supposed to be immortal, but hence why I was not specifically asking, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> did anyone, uh, like, basically we have, a, most of this episode was a fight scene, so it's hard to describe that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But they killed the, uh, the thing that ripped out of, uh, the blue lady's back, and now, uh, and now Genjiro and Sora finally get to fucking discuss shit. Yeah. And they're finally working together after eight episodes. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. finally. 
Uh, and then, did, did anyone else hear the, uh, the fucking, <laughs> uh, line in the background? So anyway, that's when I learned not to saw, uh, the hard way not to saw a lady in half. Yeah. I think I missed that. Uh, it was towards <laughs> the end. It was when Sora goes back to Seikichi in the group. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bits that I didn't write down in my notes, but I just remembered because it made me laugh when I was watching the episode, was, uh, when they're fighting, like, the other, uh, like, Sky Beast that came out of, uh, the other girl's, like, back. Uh, yeah. Back the dude that has color. like the crazy eyes, he comes up and he's like, "I stab you," and then just stabs her a bunch of times in like the shin. <laughs> uh, and it just was so goofy and out of nowhere that it made me laugh when I watched it. Although I will say, it is kind of awesome watching somebody gouge out uh, uh, the thing's eyes with his knees. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. It yeah, was I thought the knee cool. drop was quite cool. Mm-hmm. That scene was really cool. I feel like it did a really good job of like establishing like. Hey, these guys really aren't men. But like when they're actually working together and properly, like they're really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And for this next part, do you mind if I take the take the thing? Hmm. For the next show. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, last show, but episode seven, she works. We're done with the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it too much, but this show is like crossed the line for me where, like, the things they were showing and playing for comedy at some points were just fucking disgusting. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to watch the show again. I'm, I know other people here don't want to watch the show again. I'm fucking done. Like, hmm? I, I know I joke about, oh, it's so horrible. No. Like, this was legitimately disgusting for me. And hmm. I really don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah. like, this episode was really hard for me personally for a lot of reasons that I'm not going to get into. Uh, yeah, and and that's not what I want. I don't want people to be fucking miserable watching this shit. So, yeah, that's fair. But just like yeah. it, like I I had a couple notes. Uh, my first one was like, oh, this opening is not a good start. Uh, it was like okay, whatever. And then like the end of the episode was just like really bad. Uh. And, like, I still, like, because I watched it, like, literally earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, as of this point in time, I still have not recovered, if that's the best way to put it. Uh, right. And, like, I, I think I might watch it in my own time, but I don't know if I can continue watching it, like, on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, like, right. I don't... Just because, like, it was so, so rough this week. Yeah, I... I... I felt, like, just gross watching it, and I don't fucking want that. Like, and that's not even to say that topic can't be talked about or portrayed. It's just this show did such a fucking horrendous job with it that I'm I'm done. Mm. Yeah. It's just, like, it, it takes a situation that's extremely serious and plays it off for jokes. Like, yeah, to, to bring... To bring to have one example, we're watching JoJo Part One in this, and there is a moment in JoJo Part One that, and where a character forces themselves on another character. But one, it is like ten seconds. Two, they are the biggest piece of shit villain in the universe, and three, it is treated as a horrible act immediately. Yeah, 
aside from the minions, the villains' minions, but they are also big pieces of shit. Yeah. The point is, it's not played off as a fucking joke. And like yeah. it's, it's. Yeah, I I think we're done with that. So in that case, Gomer, why don't you tell the people what the next show is? All right. Well, before we do that, since since we are gonna, it's gonna be off. I've got to do the now customary thing. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and let me scroll up here because I need to remind myself what I put Pin. up in the next one. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um. Pinned. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ah. Here we go. It was also and a new the, episode that just went up. Yeah. And um, the next show on my list is Cells at Work. Mm. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, for, before we get into what will be next week, let's do rankings. Because we, we do we did we forgot that, <laughs> admittedly, with the, the seriousness. Removing, of course, the show that has just been killed. So yeah. one through three, I will go first. Uh... This was a tough one. I'm still debating. I think number one this week is going to be a tie. Just because I literally cannot decide. Demon Slayer had such a fucking good first episode. But Abhay Rahman had such a fucking good eighth episode. Yeah. yeah. That they're both tied. And Oara Rocket is pretty good, but not like the top tier quality of the other two. Yeah. It's the same for me too, honestly. Because it's like... I can't decide between... A Demon Slayer and and Apare and and that just puts Edo on the bottom by default, you know. Yeah. Just process of elimination. At least it's still around. Yeah. It's uh my rankings were Apare, uh, and then Demon Slayer and then Edo. Uh Apare was higher up because I saw a dude like he chopped people's guns with his sword. That's and I still can't get over that. That's pretty good. Uh, it was. Yeah. It wasn't even just one. It was multiple. Yeah. I'm still losing my mind over it. It was so good. Uh, like Demon Slayer will get to those heights. I know for that for a fact. But oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you gotta you like, gotta have a setup. On a comparison of these episodes, Demon Slayer was not bad by any means. Neither was Edo. But like, yeah. he chopped people's guns with a sword. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's my ranking. <laughs> like. I would say that after Opera, Demon Slayer has a fast track to the number one slot every week. But then we start fucking JoJo, so... <laughs> I don't yeah. know! Oh, it's gonna be tough. Uh, this is where the show gets interesting. <laughs> there you go. Ethan? Uh, uh, I'm gonna give uh, number one to Opera, because, like, this was an episode that'll have a lot of build-up coming to it. Like, we were hearing a little bit of, like, Kosame's backstory. We were getting some lead into Hototo's backstory and like his search for revenge and how their stories kind of intertwined a little bit more. We get the big East meets West Western style fight. We get all these like good character moments and grand action pieces. And like second place goes to demon slayer. Cause like, this is like a really good setup episode. Like this explains like who the character is, why you should be invested in them, who they are as a person, the world, the enemies, the allies, all the classic shonen elements, and just, like, sets it up, places it, and you get the feel for it. And it handles it incredibly well. It grabs your attention, and you keep wanting to watching more. So it definitely gets a second spot. And 
of course, a widow rocket gets the last spot. Like, it's not bad, but like, it's just like it's the third act coming up, and it just it 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 pales in comparison. Yeah, like it. It's a widow rocket is not a bad show by any means. Uh, yeah, it's just it, it's a different show from the other ones that we're currently watching. Uh, mm-hmm. two two things. One. Ripped Catboy, thank you for gifting a sub to an actual possum. Or rather, thank you for gifting a special Yowie book to an actual possum. I gotta say that right. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, yeah, I, I compare it to... You have, like... The best way to compare it is with food. Mainly because I'm looking at my dinner right now. Uh, <laughs> you have... Mm-hmm. You have just a, pr- a really good burger. And then you have... Like, like a really good, uh, I don't know, Carl's Jr. burger. Whatever burger place you prefer. And then you have, like, the fancy restaurant burgers, like, that are uh, Opera and uh, Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not comparable, but none of them are bad. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It's it's a shonen, like, anime, essentially, versus, like, what category would Edo be in? At the start, I probably would have said, uh, like, Slice of Life, but it's no longer that. Uh uh, fan- just, fantasy, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, like they're it's they're both they're all like good shows. Also, uh, it's uh, just, I've been I've been talking with Taz. Uh, Taz wanted to add an anime to our our list, and I mm-hmm. if if y'all are down for that, I am I'm like going to five okay. a week. Which one? I'll let them decide. I just I was reminded because they just said, uh, "Can we do a food anime, please?" And I'm like. I'd be down for Food Wars eventually. Yeah. Toriko. Do Toriko. <laughs> because I'm probably the only person to remember Toriko, and I will not let that stand. We're not doing Food Fight. I think it would be, I think it would be fun to have uh, Editor's Choice. Yes. Yeah, there you go. The oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah. Well, no, uh, Taz, you can, you can obviously... Uh, tell you what. Taz, play five seconds of the opening of the anime you picked... Die, 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 die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, I, so uh. next week, I guess, our... Yes, in, ed- in editing. <laughs> Not now. I'll give, you, I'll give you five seconds to go ahead and do that. Okay, so next week is going to be Demon Slayer Episode 2, Cells at Work Episode 1, Oedo Rocket Episode 9, and Apeneraman Episode 9, and Episode 1 of the mystery anime that Taz is picking for us. We'll we'll see you next week uh, on Randomay.